On today's program, along with some news stories you may have missed and some insight you need to hear, I do have a number of very important behind-the-scenes updates to give you here at the program Truth to Ponder. In addition, in the second half of the program, I'm going to deal with a couple of topics that I normally don't get a chance to, to deal with extensively. This is one program I pray you can stay on board for the entire hour. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome to the Monday edition of Truth to Ponder. And I'm your host, Bob Bierman. Well, last week, as many of you regular listeners know, it was a very intense week for me personally. Now, I never had a chance to share much about it except maybe a little bit on Monday and Tuesday's pre-recorded programs. And in all honesty, the programs for Thursday and Friday were also pre-recorded before Tuesday. They had to be. As many of you know, I had a surgical procedure this past week, this past Tuesday. And my wife and I drove up on Monday to a town a couple of hours from where we live for the surgery first thing the next morning. Now, for those that are new to the audience, I am dealing with with, uh, bladder cancer. And, And so far, it is contained. And they wanted to see what the progress was since the last surgery. Are things the same, getting worse, continuing? What is the story? And, and the cancer is still there, and yes, it is sadly still growing, but it is self-contained. Now, th- this means, on a positive side, there's, there's you know, things that can be done. And, and we're trying to see what the next steps are going to be. Now, after the surgery this past Tuesday, I felt pretty good, but some of the medications that I took after, man, it wiped me out. I was so tired and just worn out. I'm actually very thankful that all the radio programs, including the one that Jim Calhoun did for me, were done in advance. Because I don't think I could have pulled together the radio programs at all this past week. I've, I've not been this tired in a long time. But that was a medication side effect. I do pretty decently following surgery when it comes to recovering from having been under anesthesia. So for that, I'm thankful. I'm also thankful for all of your continued prayers for me and all that God has laid on on the table for me. I don't know how many years I have left, if even years. I don't know. But I'm not going to worry about it. I'm going to take each day that God gives me and do the work that he's laid out for me and continue pressing toward the mark of the things that God has called me to do. And this radio program is one of them. And I really believe that there are many people that are impacted in a very positive way, whether they listen on the radio or they listen as a podcast. The radio program may not have the biggest audience in the world. I don't have great video production capabilities. I'm not on some huge network. We're on shortwave radio. And that limits your audience immediately up front. Most people today do not even know what a shortwave radio is. But by God's grace, many do and many listen and many are prepared because of having that kind of radio. 
And so I believe in continuing this radio program on shortwave as long as that door remains open and as long as we can cover the cost each and every month. For those that had discovered us on WTWW, shortwave station at 11 on Tennessee, they were off the air for quite a while. They had had a, a failure. And, and the truth is, getting parts and getting engineering help is extremely difficult. A lot of people just assume that these stations have a supply of engineering staff around. They don't. Engineers for radio, whether it's AM, FM, and particularly shortwave, they're becoming harder and harder to find. And many that have experience on this kind of equipment are basically in their 70s, 80s, and in some cases, even their 90s. And so it's not as easy to to make the repairs when something like what happened to them about a week and a half, two weeks ago now, occurred. But they are, as of now, they should be back on the air. They were able to test and get things rolling over the weekend. For that, we're thankful. WRMI, we are on a number of times each day including at 10 a.m. Eastern time on a frequency of 15770 kilohertz. And I'm beginning to hear from people that have discovered that earlier broadcast. We're looking for another daytime airing either through WTWW or WRMI sometime in the early to mid-afternoon Eastern time. And of course, we are on a number of frequencies at night. And so we are, I'm thankful for the opportunity. I'm thankful for the support and your prayers in doing this program now, as I said, for three years. I'm not going to spend a whole lot more time, but this would be a great time if you haven't told me before how you listen. Do you listen as a podcast? We're looking at expanding the number of platforms that the podcast can be found. We are on all the major ones currently, and I'm looking to have several backups in case the big tech companies decide they want to bury the program, hide it, or just delete it. I want to have a backup plan. I know there are a number of people that do listen as a podcast. We have some other opportunity in front of us that I am excited about, and I'll be telling you more about it maybe later this week when I get a little bit more confirmation I can tell you this much. We have the opportunity of adding potentially a Roku TV channel. Now, it can be used for both the audio podcast. To, so if you have a you know, a nice TV set with a sound system, you'll be able to hear the program on that TV. We're also planning to have the church services from Trinity Chapel live and on demand and some additional video content as time goes by. Along with Roku, we are looking at Amazon Fire and even Apple TV. And I just believe that having these additional resources out there is important. And and over the next several days, you'll understand more so why. Why I, I really feel we need to have these additional outlets. I can remember working for somebody a number of years ago, and I agreed at that time that a lot of the future of communications was tied up in cell phones. 
but now it's even gone beyond the cell phone. To be honest, when people send me videos, if I'm using my cell phone, I don't watch a whole lot of videos on my phone. I just don't do it. My eyes are not that good as they used to be to watch a little tiny screen. And I just feel that I just, if I'm going to watch television, that's what I have a TV set for. And, and, and that's one of the reasons I've been hesitant to do anything in terms of any video. Because I didn't want it limited to these primarily computer or, or cell phone screens. I wanted to be beyond that. Sure, they'll be available on those kind of screens, but I, I, want, I want the ability for those that have a smart TV set to be able to find this program and other quality programs that we'll put together. So that's some of the stuff going on in the background. So I said, health-wise, I don't know what the future holds, but I know who holds the future. I know that regardless, I'm going to have some days, probably in the not-too-distant future, maybe this year, maybe early next year, where there may be some more treatments, surgeries, whatever the case may be. And I am praying for the help that I'm going to need during that time to keep the program up and running, the church up and running, and all of these projects that are in front of me, I feel like it's an attack, you know, to slow me down when there's so much great opportunity ahead. We live in a very evil time, and I'll be talking about that on the program quite a bit today. And I'm going to address an evil that is an underlying evil that is being ignored by the what I call the alleged conservatives here in the United States and in many other nations as well. It's a topic they give lip service, talk a good game, but their heart and their soul is not in it. And, th- and this is one of the reasons I believe the Western world is in decline and under judgment. And I- I'll talk about that in the second half of the program today. Many of you have been supporting the program, by the way, financially. And if you haven't, you know, I know a lot of people have been using Give, Send, Go, and normally I try to acknowledge the giving. I have been so swamped the last several days that if you did not hear from me for your giving at Give, Send, Go, I I, I deeply apologize. I'm going to try to get caught up this week on correspondence. I really am that far behind. and But I needed the rest. And so just keep me in your prayers as we continue to do this radio program. And, and like I say, if you get an opportunity, you can do it by email. My direct email address that nobody else but me reads is bob at truth2ponder.com. Bob at truth, then you put the number two, ponder.com. And let me know how you listen. Do you listen on shortwave? Do you listen as a podcast? And if you're listening on shortwave, which station and what time? You can let me know either in UTC time or your local time. Like I listen at 9 p.m. Central or whatever the case may be, or 10 p.m. Eastern or 11 a.m. Eastern, whatever. Just let me know the station and the time. It'll be a great help to me. And also, should we consider air, you know, adding additional airings of the program throughout the day to reach even a greater audience? Let me tell you where the audience is growing. Just if you didn't know, we are 
picking up audience in Canada. And, and I that excites me to have this additional audience across many provinces of Canada from east to west. I mean, virtually we cover at some time in the day, we end up covering the entire nation of Canada as near as I can tell. And I want to see growth continue there. And I'm hoping that people in Canada can share with me stories of concern that need to be shared with a Canadian and United States audience and a global audience. Because many of the stories that occur in Canada will have a direct result, literally, globally. It's the same evil, worldly, globalist thinking that those who are people of faith are having to contend with today. The spirit of Antichrist lives in the globalist community. The uber-globalist, one-world religion, one-world government types are nothing but the... the front runners to to Antichrist and his spirit and his appearing. And while the United States can be sometimes a little slow on the uptake, places like Great Britain, Australia, New Zealand, Canada, they're blazing a path to hell. And the United States is right behind. I mean, it used to be a decade or two, and now it's just a year or two. The time is tightening up. And I think we're getting ever closer to our Lord's appearing if things don't change. So let me just get you to understand why we do the radio program. And I I don't sit here giving you gloom and doom, even though some of the stories today will have that component but they are to enlighten you of where we stand on so many issues and why I believe much of what I believe in the things that just cannot be fixed and changed in the conventional way. I shared with you an exchange I had with a guy that used to listen to this radio program and finally decided he had had enough because I didn't believe I could fix the world at the election in elections. We're talking about three weeks ago. He said, you're all doom and gloom. You don't believe that we can fix it at the ballot box, Bob. What's wrong with you? And I wrote back, and I didn't use the same four-letter language that he did, and made my case saying, do not put your trust in princes or the sons of men. The Bible makes it clear. These people are going to, they're going to disappoint you every time. And I said, if elections worked, if we really had the, the, the majority you think that we do, and yes, I recognize voter cheating. I think there was some in Kentucky. You're not going to convince me that every office went Republican except the governor. Something smells weird about that. I'm not buying it. Those machines, I think, are too easy to deal with. Look, you remember the big mechanical voting machines In the 1950s and 60s, they were huge things with a curtain. And when you pulled the lever, it recorded your vote. Well, we know full well that those machines could be pre-programmed, those mechanical wheels. You know, to give a Republican a disadvantage of of 1,000 votes or 500 votes or whatever the number needed was going to be per machine. Maybe, Maybe just 150 votes per machine. They can 
figure it out by polling and give the Democrat maybe another 100-vote advantage, a 300-vote spread on a machine that may end up getting a few thousand votes. When it's all said and done, you get one of these 51 to 49% vote tallies at the end of the day. They've been doing that for 100 years almost. Ballot box stuffing is nothing new in so-called evil democracies. And, and we are becoming an evil democracy. We're, they use the pretense of being a democracy in order to enslave us. They've been doing it in Canada and the United Kingdom. They have been knocking, they've been cursing God out of the marketplace, mocking Christians, forcing us to accept the most stupid and illogical and just evil things known to mankind. And if you don't, there's something wrong with you. Do you understand why I do the radio program now? Let me just share a couple of stories. A couple of things you may have missed. You know, there's some bills out there trying to, quote, fund the government here in the United States. And you may not know it, but it's been decided that beginning in 2026, all cars sold in the United States, and I'm assuming they're meaning new, you never know, it may include used, we'll see, will be equipped with a kill switch whereby the car can be disabled remotely if it is determined that you are driving poorly. That's what they're saying. Now, some are saying, oh, no, no, this is no different than what they've been doing for years with drunk drivers where they have the breathalyzer to get the car started. This takes it a step beyond. This makes it a nice, easy, remote-controlled option in new vehicles. And, And I've been warning you between the idiotic electric car idea that we are not prepared for oh i believe that electric cars have got a place and i believe there's a usefulness in electric vehicles i really do but not for everything not where you just say no more gasoline cars as of 2035 or whatever and everything's got to go wind and solar and all this stupid nonsense from idiots that are brainless if they're not brainless, they're, not, they're just doing the work of the globalist. Every bit of this is all leaning. I mean, it all sounds good. Yeah, drunk drivers, they, they kill so many people across the nation every year. We need to put a stop to it. We need to, to have these cars where if somebody's drunk, we can turn it off. If you have an interlock system, why do you need to be able to turn it off? A lot of it has to do, I believe, with controlling how much you can travel and what you can do. I really believe that the goal of the globalist is to put us all in a 15-minute city of types. Even if you live in a rural area, you've got to stay on your farm. You can't go to town maybe except, oh, once every week or two because your car is going to kill the planet. Your cows are are destroying you know, they're putting too much carbon out. All this, all these lies. And so the idea of a kill switch on a car and burying it into a thousand some odd page bill and it just gets voted on and there it is, it's the law. Representative Thomas Massey of Kentucky tried to defund the provision 
but his amendment was defeated by Republicans for crying out loud. You know, these fake, phony, and fraudulent conservatives. Oh, they're all, no, no, it's okay. We, we need to kill Smith in the car. The Mitch McConnell Kentuckians are the ones we do not need in any form of our government. I know that people die every year. I get it. And we need to do something about it. But thoroughly controlling everything that we are doing is not the way to do it. Having a kill switch gives somebody in government a lot of power. Well, maybe this person is anti, oh, I don't know, maybe he's just doesn't like the folks in Antifa. Maybe this person doesn't doesn't understand he's using the wrong pronouns. We can't have this kind of person traveling. <laughs> this is what it's coming down to. They want to control everything you do. You want to know why they don't like gas stoves? Because it's not on the electric grid. You know why they don't want you to have gasoline-powered cars? Because you have to rely on the electric grid. And, and I'm going to give you a quick little lesson here in electricity. Our grid system, years ago, was designed to only operate at 80% of the absolute maximum anticipated demand. Let me say that again. 80%, the load on the electric grid should never exceed 80% of the highest possible demand. This gives you a some headroom because turning things on and off, big air conditioning, uh, big broadcast transmitters, they, they, they put surges. So you need to have room to cover all this. But as we're making this transition to wind and solar, these are not steady sources of power. Now, if I'm running a, a coal turbine unit, boiling water running a turbine, a nuclear power plant, uh, natural gas, whatever the fuel source may be, you can have a constant stream of power that you can anticipate. So many gigawatts or megawatts of power being consistent all the time. You cannot do that with wind or solar. Texas discovered that a couple of years ago. Oops. See, they weren't connected to other states. So when they had a massive winter storm, their grid crashed. Now, here's something else you need to know. And maybe you don't, but you need to know this. Every year that goes by, our ability to meet the power demand is declining. Every time they put some wind and solar unreliable plant that can't generate enough power on a consistent basis, and then they turn off a coal or gas-fired plant that they can't turn on in a hurry, or they get mothballed or shut down for good, we lose that margin. In other words, in some places now we're at 90 and 94% of max load. California is one of those kind of places. All you need is a hot day in, in July and you got brownouts. All you need is one little fire and you got brownouts. They have no way of getting power. Their grid is collapsing and aging and dying. They're not upgrading it. 
And let me tell you something else, and, and those of you that are ham radio guys will understand this completely. If you build yourself a power supply that is good for, oh, I don't know, I'm just going to make up a number here, three amps, three amp power supply, and you fuse it for five amps and try to run five amps of power through it, how long will that power supply last before a transformer gets super hot and, and burns up? This is what they're going to do to the grid system in the United States if they're not careful. They want to throw all these vehicles on the grid. I mentioned the other day that it takes, on average, 10 to 20 charging stations for each gasoline pump. So where are you going to park all these cars for them to charge up? Oh, charge them at home. Well, not everybody has a garage. Not everybody lives in a house. They may live in an apartment complex. Where Where are they going to put those chargers? Who's going to pay for them? Do you see the problem? They're creating a monster monster here that's going to come and consume us. I believe electric cars have their place. But the technology is not quite there. It's like trying to do today's computer with 1940 technology. It It took decades for technology to naturally catch up. And trying to force it before its time doesn't work. And that's the world in which we live in today. So you've got the electric vehicles. By the way, I want to give you one more story. Actually, a couple here. Here's one that hit me. To show you the trouble we have in our nation today in Washington, D.C., 70 so-called House Republicans joined Democrats to fund a massive new FBI headquarters. This FBI headquarters will be bigger than the Pentagon. That's right. And so this agency that has been used and abused now to for political purposes, in other words, the FBI and, the, and all this apparatus is now being used like the Gestapo against the German people in the 1930s and 40s. The Department of Justice, under the most evil president this nation has ever had, Joe Crooked Biden, goes after political enemies. Hey, ask Mayor Adams in New York. You you complain about Biden and the FBI comes knocking on your door. He complained, we can't handle all these migrants coming across the border illegally. What's happening to him? He's He'll be under indictment if he isn't already soon arrested they are using the justice department just like hitler and stalin used theirs disgusting reprobates running and ruining our nation and i begin to wonder is there any way to get it back before it's everlastingly too late so the fbi is going to get all this money to build a lavish headquarters in maryland and I and so you need to do some research. I don't have time to read the names here. Look up the 70 that voted to reward and continue to weaponize the FBI with this big headquarters. If that is one of your congressmen, write them a note saying you will never get my vote again. You're done. You're toast. You're crooked. You're gone. 
if conservatives keep voting in people they claim to be Republicans because it's close, it's okay. It's like a former congressman of mine, Buchanan down there in Florida, he voted for this garbage. But then again, I know he's a rhino. Met him, I've known the guy. The guy is just an opportunist car-dealing rhino, along with many others. And these people need to be exposed for the phonies and frauds that they are. And so we need to have that repealed and the FBI can stay right in their little headquarters. If anything, everybody on the seventh floor in leadership needs to be fired and investigated for treason. You don't reward the FBI. They need to be reined in. Now, I got one other story that I want to share, and this just shows the kind of crazy world in in which we live. I'm looking at a video that somebody shared with me from a man by the name of David who filmed himself after receiving court documents that used his dead name. Now, what is a dead name, you ask? Well, David believes he's a woman and changed his name to Danielle. And so he is just all upset in a meltdown because someone used the name David in the court documents. Now, David was arrested. By the way, he's sitting there wearing a Black Lives Matter T-shirt. He, he's got a five o'clock shadow, a balding head, um, tattoos, and, and he's allegedly a female now. That's what he claims. He was arrested after, ready for this, stalking, harassing, and financially exploiting his elderly parents. Uh, the court had to put a restraining order against him. And he's all bent out of shape because the court documents, you know, his parents identified him as David. And he's all bent out of shape. Listen to this reprobate. I just learned something uh, and I just I'm kind of speechless and I just want to capture some of what's going on and talk about this. So I've just learned that uh, with my court case here. Um, they filed the charges in my dead name. So I've just learned that uh, with my court case here, um, they filed the charges in my dead name. Um, I'm transgender, and I use she and her pronouns, and I legally changed my name six years ago uh, to Danielle Tatiana Moscato. I uh, came out of the closet ten years ago. Um and they filed these charges in my dead name, which is an offensive thing to do, to, to bring up somebody's dead name for any reason. I mean, you just don't do it. It's transphobic. It's, it's unkind to all trans people. David, my boy, let me tell you something. The only thing that's dead is your spirit. The only thing that is dead is your heart. The only thing that is dead is your mind. You are believing a delusion. You are believing a lie. You have chosen to believe this lie. You are not a you are not a woman. David, you are a man. You were born a man. Your DNA says you're a man. You will die as a man. You'll stand before God as a man. God is not going to say Danielle. Jesus, when you are appearing before God, is not going to say, Hi, Danielle, welcome to my heaven. David, you need some help. 
Your parents have tried to give you help, but instead you've tried to rob your parents. You identify with every evil cause in the United States today. And God has given you over to delusion. I pray. I pray that you can find some hope. Now, listen to David, the dude, continuing his rant and something that he says is a little bit illuminating. And anyway, so they filed these charges against me in my dead name. And so I was forced to show up in court and use, you know, whatever limited leeway I might have with this judge about this to mention that I first need some more time to come up with the money to hire an attorney. I have disabilities. I haven't worked in several years. I'm in the process of applying for disability benefits, but it takes five years on average and I'm on year seven and that's just how long it takes. And I'm, I'm just, I have a GoFundMe and I'm trying to raise the money for an attorney. And I just, I said, I need some more time. You know, this was very unexpected. And, uh, second, I, I apologize for, you know, being a, a stickler about this, but you're dead naming me in these charges. That is not my name. I legally changed my name six years ago. This is offensive aside from inaccurate. It's transphobic, and I'm really pissed off about it. I am woman, hear me roar, in numbers too big to ignore, and I know too much to go back and pretend. David, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, at least what you think is bad news, but David, I'm telling you the truth. You're, you're not a woman, you're a man. You can pretend to be a woman, you can claim to be a woman, you can run around in your Black Lives Matter or whatever transphobia t-shirt you want, but it doesn't change the reality of who you are. When your parents sought court documents against you, your mama knew better than anybody, you're a boy. You're delusional to think you are a woman. And exploiting your parents, by the way, to tell everybody that I, I, I you know, I, I have financial woes, I, you know, I have no money. I, I, I have all these issues. These are issues you bought upon yourself, fool. You created the issues you have. Nobody did this to you. You bought into a lie. And I would venture to say that your spiritual problems have caused you all of your angst in life. You have cursed God. You, you don't give him his place. You were doing everything that God says not to do. And you've been given over to delusion. And it could be eternal delusion. And David, I pray for you that, that, that God can touch your darkened heart and illuminate you with truth and light. And I don't buy this issue that you have no money and then you're, you can't work. You, you bought this upon yourself. You have the time to march in Black Lives Matter stuff. You've got thousands of dollars of tattoos on your left arm alone. And so you have money to buy a lawyer if you need one. Maybe had you not tried to exploit your elderly parents and harassing them, you wouldn't have court documents in your dead name. But David, what you do have is a dead heart and a dead soul. And it's obvious that you are now delusional as a result. When I get back, I'm going to tackle an issue that I I don't normally have an opportunity to touch. But I feel I need to at least broach it a bit today. 
I know I'm running over for the break and I apologize. I'm glad to be back in front of this microphone today. And I need your prayers going forward for the financial resources to grow this radio program. We really need them. And also for my continued health to be able to produce this radio program. I need both. I've got a church that needs me as well. And I just pray, God, you're going to have to to get me through this time. Pray for me, my health, my wife, my family, and and all that we're dealing with 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 all of this. I don't know what the future holds, but I'm just coming to be here tomorrow, and I plan to be here next week. And at the end, I plan to be here as long as God gives me the strength and the finances are there to pay for the airtime. I'll let you know as things progress. If you can support us, would you consider a gift, maybe for the first time? You can use Give, Send, Go. And if you go to our website, truththenumber2ponder.com, truththenumber2ponder.com, there's a support tab. There's no big donate button on the front page, just a, a tab in the menu. And from there, it'll take you to Give, Send, Go. Or you can make a check or money order payable to Ancient Word Radio, Ancient Word Radio, Post Office Box 510. Post Office Box 510. The city is Chilhowee, C-H-I-L-H-O-W-I-E, Chilhowee, Virginia. And the zip code is 24319. Once again, Ancient Word Radio, Post Office Box 510, Chilhowee, C-H-I-L-H-O-W-I-E, Chilhowee, Virginia, and the zip code is 24319. That's 24319. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. The Bluff of the Sanhedrin. Shalom Aleichem. This is Jonathan Kahn, the nice Jewish boy. Your Jewish connection bring you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you're going to get and love in a moment. In Acts 4, the Sanhedrin tells the apostles, stop preaching. They command them to stop. Why? Why not just arrest all of them or keep them in jail? The reason is they couldn't. They didn't have the power. They didn't have the power politically to arrest all the believers or stop them all from preaching. They certainly didn't have the power spiritually to go against God's will. But if they didn't have the power, why did they command them to stop? That's the point. They commanded them to stop because they didn't have the power. And if the apostles had listened to them or believed them or thought it was right or that they actually had the power or the apostles didn't have the power to keep preaching, they would have given them the power because the apostles by their agreement would have given them their power that they didn't have. But the apostles did not. They said, listen, listen, we're not going to follow man. We're following God. That's the way it is. And that resulted in the spreading of the gospel of Messiah. Real important thing. You see, the enemy uses the same strategy on your life. He says, stop. You can't do this. You can't do God's will. You can't open your mouth and share. You can't overcome. You can't break free. You can't defeat that sin. You can't live victoriously. You can't let go. You can't forgive. You can't walk in power. You can't live a victorious life of rejoicing. But you know what? He doesn't have the authority. It's a bluff. It's all a bluff. But if you believe him, you'll stop. If you believe that lie, you won't live free. You'll stay in bondage. How many victories we miss because we believed him. We believe the bluff. The only one who can stop you and God is you. The enemy has no power unless you let him. Be like the disciples. Tell the enemy, I cannot obey you. I'm obeying God. You're a liar. You're a bluffer. And all the more, I'm going to follow God. Fight the bluff. Live victoriously. Overcome the fear and the sin. You can. If you follow God, you can't be stopped. Because all that is within you is far greater than that which is in the world. Now, want more? Ask for... 
the oh yeah principle on CD. Now, feeling like your walk with God could use a real spiritual boost? We got the answer. A free gift subscription to Sapphires uses directed to revolutionize your life and the incredible mystery of the temple doors on CD. You'll love it. How do you get your free gifts? Remember Yeshua, Jesus, real Hebrew name, and you dial it to receive your free gifts. Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. You will be blessed, but call now 1-800-YESHUA-1. I invite you to minister with me into the most exciting ministries to beam the word of life around the earth by shortwave radio to every tribe and tongue. It's the farthest way you can ever spread the gospel. Amazing. Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. That's Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. Or you can write me direct. Here's how. It's right to the nice Jewish boy, Box 1111. That's in Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. That's the nice Jewish boy, Box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. Till next time, this is Jonathan Kahn saying, Shalom Aleichem, peace be to you, my friend, in Messiah HaDerech, the way. I want to welcome you back to part two of our Monday edition of Truth to Ponder. And today, I want to discuss this culture of death in our own government. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. Congress must restore the right that was taken away in Roe v. Wade and protect Roe v. Wade. The Vice President and I are doing everything to protect access to reproductive health care and safeguard patient safety. But already, more than a dozen states are enforcing extreme abortion bans. Make no mistake about it. If Congress passes a national ban, I will veto it. This is deadly serious. But we are not going to let this pass. A woman's right to choose reproductive freedom is on the ballot in November. We cannot allow them to take charge so that they can institute their goal, which is to criminalize reproductive freedom. Before the day is over, every member of this body will make a choice. Vote to protect the fundamental rights of women across the country or stand with five conservative justices ready to destroy these rights in one felled swoop. And this culture of death doesn't just live in the halls of government, in the hearts of evil and misunderstanding human beings, but it lives in the hearts of many evil doctors that see no wrong, and when confronted, this is what they say. You gotta repent, sir, for murdering babies. Why? Because it's a sin before God. Why? Well... Stinky breath. Yeah, Why? that's pretty That's pretty evil of you, sir. Yeah, I am. And, and I hope and pray that you... Yeah. Oh, that's what you do to babies, huh? Yeah, I love it. You love it, huh? Yeah, I do. Okay, I hope that you come to Christ, sir. Oh, I never go to Christ. I hope that you come to Christ. No, sir. I don't go to Christ. Yeah, you. I don't you, listen to Christ. You, you will have a darkened heart, sir. I do have a heart, darkened yeah. heart. Yeah. You have a darkened heart. I do. I do very, very much. And so. you will stand yeah. before God in judgment. Yes, day I will. Day. Every day. You will stand before God in judgment. Yes, day. I will. Every day. All of the babies that I you love have it. Killed. I love it. Yeah, keep tearing the babies. Yeah, apart. I will. Keep tearing the babies. I apart. will. Keep keep tearing the babies apart. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, sir. The babies, their blood streams from the ground.
nation, we have come to a point that we are standing on the threshold of God's judgment. And if you listen to all of that montage that I played, you heard this one abortion doctor. Now, this was recorded on a little video outside of a clinic in San Diego, California. And it was recorded, I believe, in 2016. So it's been about seven years ago. And, and this particular doctor, if you look at the video, he's wearing his scrubs. He's taking a break. There is, of course, security out in front of the this clinic. And there are those that are praying about all those that are being killed inside of that clinic. And this one doctor, he's about 20 feet away when the exchange begins. And this one person is saying, you need to repent for killing babies. And you heard what happened. That eerie voice and, and the, he got in the guy's face with rage. And when you and some of them had to be edited, of course, but you know the anger. Like, how dare you call me out for killing children in the womb? How dare you call it murder? I think it's great. I think it's wonderful. That doctor's heart was thoroughly hardened. But who was this doctor? This San Diego abortionist. Robert J. Santella is his name. And he ended up dying unexpectedly on January 17th of 2018. So when he made the claim, as he said in that recording, you'll stand before God. He goes, yes, every day, every day. <laughs> well, he's got his wish. Robert J. Santella, MD, died unexpectedly. He'll be missed by family and friends. This is the obituary from 2018. Survived by his wife and two brothers, one sister, nieces, and a nephew. Notice it doesn't say that he had any children. And a memorial service, whatever that would be for an abortionist, I don't know. How do you memorialize somebody that has invited himself to go to hell for, the, for eternity? He got his wish. To stand before God. He got it within a year and a half of the day that, that, he, that he confronted. He loves it. My question is, does he love it now? And why are, why are conservatives so scared of this issue? Are, they, are, they, are we so concerned about winning in politics, in economics? Is that all conservatives conservatives care about today? Another story from last week. I'm just going to deviate for just a split second here. A bunch of Republicans got recalled up in Michigan for wanting to bring a Chinese battery plant in that the people did not want. These establishment types, it's all about the economy. It's all about the money. It's all about what I call the fraudulent economy. We keep printing funny money. We keep bringing the Chinese over to the United States to run everything. We are delusionally chasing after worshiping our planet, Diana worship. We're being told there are too many human beings on the planet and 
basically 12 out of 13 of us must disappear to save the planet. We must be all electric, no natural gas, no nothing. No fireplaces down the road, too. Mark my words. This is all recycled paganism. Robert J. Santella, that that doctor from San Diego, took an oath not to harm human life, but decided for money he would kill human life, like an executioner, a butcher, a mangala, the worst type. And now he's facing an eternity, standing in judgment before God. The United States is standing before judgment. Canada is standing before judgment. When is this going to get through some of these thick skulls out there? You cannot compromise on certain things. If you do, what's the Bible say? When Jesus addresses some of the churches in the book of Revelation, I would have you either hot or cold, but not lukewarm. I'll spew you out of my mouth. If you're going to be wishy-washy on some issues just to win elections, if you're going to, the, the entire House of Representatives, we had a representative back in January that no longer is there who is a compromising rhino. It's like, yeah, I believe in this, but, 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 it's always a but, we can't, let's negotiate. You cannot, you cannot negotiate with evil. Evil will always get the upper hand. When are people going to figure this out? So I'm listening to a lot of pro-lifers. I'm listening to a lot of conservatives. And they're trying to understand what happened in the election last week on Tuesday and how Ohio could suddenly enshrine abortion in a, in a state that gave Trump a victory. And it's because let's let's cut let's get to the chase here. It's not just something like voter suppression, gerrymandering, or the influence of big money. Some say it's the mainstream media bias that skews the narrative, painting conservatives in some kind of you know negative light. Others might say it's our destroyed education system, indoctrinating young impressionable minds, and and of course. There's the camp that claims it's about the Republican Party not embracing a softer and more progressive positions on items to win over what's called the middle ground. Now, I agree. A lot of that's true. But that's not the root of the problem. It's not about the Republicans failing and just, you know, hustling up some votes out there like the Democrats do. It's not about conservatives not articulating their values. We hear excuses all the time. These are distractions. These are just symptoms of a much bigger problem. And skirting around this doesn't change anything. This is what you're failing. People just don't understand. If you understand the evil heart of men, don't assume conservatives are all nice family, church-going people. They are not. There's a remnant church, not a big church. St. Paul wrote to Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 3. He tells Timothy about these, what it'll be like in the end times. He paints a society obsessed with pleasure and self, turning their back on God. 
It isn't just some kind of ancient diatribe that doesn't make any sense today. It is a direct commentary on our time. These last days, these times of difficulty, people that are lovers of self, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, heartless, unappeasing, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not loving, good, treacherous, reckless, swollen with conceit. They love pleasure. They don't love God. They mock God. But they have this appearance of conservative godliness. But they deny God's power. That's what St. Paul was telling St. Timothy. He says to avoid such people, to get out from among them. The conservative movement, the Republican Party in the United States, is full of people that are cultural Christians. Christianity when it's convenient. Oh, yeah, maybe Easter. Maybe a wedding or a funeral. Maybe some special event. But don't count on me to support Don't count on me every Sunday. I've got more important things to do. Besides, I need my rest because of my career. How can we call ourselves Christians, followers of Christ, claim we uphold the scripture as our prized possession, yet overlook the truth? The world is fallen. Human nature is depraved. And what we are seeing is nothing more than a reflection of this paganized culture that traded in God's truth for a lie and now worships the creator, the creature, not the creator. Between Moloch worship, worship the planet, and then, you know, yeah, let's tolerate transgenderism. We know it's strange, but let them do their own thing. No, that's nothing more than Ishtar worship. We are allowing all of this paganism to be mainstreamed in our governments, in our schools, and for the love of Almighty God, it's getting into many churches. This is a deep-rooted cancer. A deep-rooted cancer. And the division is just going to get worse and worse. I mentioned earlier, I had a, a person that said, you know, you know, you know, what's wrong with you, Bob? We can fix this at the ballot box. Well, I thought you fixed it in 2016. What happened in 18 and 22 and 20? What, what happened? I thought you fixed it. It's worse now than it was then. The Bible says it's going to get progressively worse. When are you going to understand this? Does that mean you stop voting? No, of course not. And this is where this this individual that wrote me one time was wrong. I will continue to vote. Yes, it is what I am to do. But I'm not putting my hope in an election ever again. The pro-abortion party of hell, that's what they are. They're doing the work of devils and demons. I don't care what you say. Nancy Pelosi can talk about being raised in her Catholic family, and so can Biden. They're fakes. They're frauds. They are sending themselves straight into hell if they don't repent. And no amount of holy water and prayers over a dead corpse is going to save them. We can't depend upon our political skills to to change anything. I don't believe this society will ever turn back. I believe now more than ever, 
We are to do exactly what St. Paul said. And this includes you in churches that you know have compromised, but you still go there because grandma gave a window or a pew or whatever. Get out. I can't say it loud enough. I don't care what thing your family gave to that church or of grandma's buried in the backyard. It does not matter. Get out from among them and do not touch the unclean thing is what the word of God says. Many churches, like the churches in the book of Revelation, some just walked away and they are no longer, they've had their candlestick taken away. Get out. It's time for Christians to become separate. We are in this world, but not of it. And too many conservatives are too busy in the world, of the world, and loving the world, and the cultural Christian thing over there, like, oh, maybe a Christmas Eve candlelight service or Easter or something, or a wedding or funeral, that's about as far as they go. Or if it's convenient on Sunday, they'll show up. No, that's gotta change. You're either in or you're out. You cannot walk around the peripheral. We need to be a bold witness, not compromised and and silent. The conservative movement in the United States is dying. It's becoming secularized. And when you become secular, you become compromised. We have no skills for spiritual warfare any longer. And we will lose every time if that's all you've got is your party and your politics. If that's all you've got, you have nothing. I'll pick up on all this tomorrow. I've got a lot more to say and I'm just running out of time here. If you believe in this ministry, you can support us one of two ways. You can go online to our website, truththenumber2ponder.com truth the number two ponder.com or you can send a check or money order payable to ancient word radio ancient word radio post office box 510 post office box 510 the city is chilhowie c-h-i-l-h-o-w-i-e chilhowie virginia and the zip code is 24319 once again ancient word radio post office box 510 Chilhowie, Virginia, the zip code 24319. Now, I don't know if this radio program resonated or not. Some days I don't know. Am I wasting my time? Or is this message need to get out? Now's the time to let me know. Once again, send me an email with your thoughts. Bob at truththenumber2ponder.com Bob at truththenumber2ponder.com And God willing... I'll be back with you again tomorrow. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's truth, the number two, ponder.com. Truth to Ponder, shining the light of truth in a darkening world.